welcome to episode 7, which is a special episode because it's our first send-in episode featuring Andy and Vince from Sisters of the Flame Old School Group. All I know about this episode is that it's not 49 minutes and 22 seconds of fart sounds. Uh, otherwise, I think it's about a tournament that they held recently on the East Coast. Uh, I've put links to their website, the Tolaria app, and the rules of the tournament in the show notes. So if you have any questions about that, uh, you can follow along there. Also, the Sisters of the Flame website is, is fairly good. So it's definitely worth a check out. All right, enjoy. All right, so this is um, Andy and Vince. We're recording this for Mark and Eric. Um, and we want to talk about a little bit about a, a tournament that we just had recently over here in New York. Um, initially, it was Vince's idea to record this, and I thought it was a great idea to jump on and just talk about our thoughts before, during, and after. Well, yeah, the, uh, the um, tournament's fresh in our, our minds. We just played it through yesterday. It was an awesome day of in-person magic. Played in New York, but brainstormed in New Jersey. But a lot of New York people, uh, we the the, base, the tournament that we ran uh, was a Swedish 69-style tournament. And for those of you who aren't familiar with this tournament structure, it's basically, I think it was started by, I mean, I'm... I'm assuming this the Swedes. I'm not. I'm not actually sh- too sure who started this or who made uh, this format up. Wackwack.se, which is like the the website. That's where all the rule set is. I'm on that thing now, and it says that I guess the first showdown was on the Tolaria app, which I'm not really. I haven't really plugged into yet, but. The format is basically Swedish ban and restrict. Well, the format that they use, their rules are Swedish ban and restricted, exactly 60 cards, 15 card sideboard, and you need to include a minimum of nine cards from each of the first four original Magic expansions in your main deck. So at least nine cards from the Arabian Nights, nine cards from Antiquities, nine cards from Legends and the Dark. That's so right. nine times four, that's 36 cards right there. So the rest, the the rest of the twenty four cards, are you know your supposed flex spots, and you can could be either from, you know, you can put in more legends cards or you can put in, um, cards from the core set or whatever, whatever you want. So initially, I was told about this format. Seth, he had played. I guess he had played either in this tournament or he had played some sort of matchup where he said he had a it was an interesting format it kind of pushed people to like dig deeper into the card pool and kind of brew a little bit and he had a good time so he said why don't we do this why don't we run this format for the next event and i said sure i'm always up for like spicing it up a little bit and changing it up so that's kind of how it started the only addition that he said was to like blood moon should be restricted Sure, and I think he was right. I would also add that we allowed reprints and even proxies, so it wasn't hardcore Swedish in the sense that it had to be from what was it? What is that? Alpha Beta Unlimited for Swedish, or is it? Right. Um, so, for instance, Arabian Nights. If you had Chronicles City of Brass, that's legal. Right. So it, it made it a lot easier for people to track down the cards. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I obviously I, I wanted people to to be able to play. I think we all were on board with that, and. Uh, we didn't want anybody to be left out for not having the card. So we definitely allowed any proxies. I mean, they have to look like what you proxy, right? They can't just be an island with a Jazam written, just the word Jazam written on it. But 
Um, as long as you put some effort, you can play whatever you wanted. That's kind of the format that we chose, and we found a place that was recommended up in Nyack, New York, which was kind of a trek. Yeah, um, about the same for me from Central New Jersey, and it you know it was probably about a, a longer Uber ride for the Manhattan crew, right? Yeah, shout out to them. They really uh, they really braved the. Uh, the uber to get there it took them over an hour to get there but they they came in you know they carpooled together and made it out in full force so ultimately but we got we got eight people to sign up um and uh, i think everybody was happy with the location we had a little mishap there right initially we thought we thought that the place was uh closed but great people shout out to oh i don't want to i don't want to mess this up i got you dragon you have, den and dungeon hall yeah in nyack in Nyack, New York, they were super nice, super helpful, and even though they weren't technically open when we wanted to start, they they let us sit in and just do whatever we want. Obviously, we were going to stay there the whole the whole day, like late and stuff. So, I had talked, I had spoken to the owner prior, like a month or so prior, and uh, he was he seemed really cool. So he was fine with letting us letting us play. He's that he actually played back in the day so he was kind of partial to our tournament so crisis averted we got to start more or less on time and uh yeah that was it i was happy with the location and we had a pretty decent turnout it was a nice little get together what did you think about that i guess we should ta start talking about the deck lists you know like what people brought what were you what were you thinking you want to start with your deck like what were you thinking before the tournament how much time did you spend brewing or did you just slap something together or what so a little bit of both i spent a lot of time thinking about it and i think if you give anybody this brewing challenge they're going to go into scryfall they're going to sort by color and sort by expansion and be like okay i need nine from the dark i need nine from antiquities yeah they're going to realize that they're going to realize oh antiquities well four of those slots are my measures factories so they're going to go in the land so now i got some spell slots that open up but then you immediately realize that the restricted cards that you're used to playing all the time, which come from the non-expansion sets, the Moxin, the Time Walk, the Twister, the Wheel, there's a lot of pressure on those slots. I don't know if anybody was able to run every restricted card. I don't even know mathematically if it was possible. So when I was brewing, I was... I immediately realized my entire deck was going to be filled with expansion cards including some absolute garbage from the dark but um <laughs> garbage, that was that, very fun for me yeah garbage is being nice the dark was not it was not good to me either we'll get to that later so i settled on a i wanted to play something that felt like tempo i wanted to play like gins so i played serendibs and jazams and bog imps and drowned because the art is dope and the colors worked and I don't know. Regenerate can be fun. So for me, it wasn't as much about synergy as it was. I just wanted to play cards that I thought were cool and see what happens. I like playing creatures, so I didn't mind just putting in dirtily creatures like Bog Imp and Drowned. And, and then I decided to play with Xenic Poltergeist and see how many Moxen I could destroy in a day and that kind of thing. So for me as a brewing challenge, I wasn't trying to dominate as much as I was trying to just kind of tinker with some new toys. I mean, I think that's that's the best part like you never if you're not pushed out of the out of your comfort zone you don't get to pick you don't get to play with those cards that you don't normally play, play with i was actually you i mean you killed during our match you killed one of my mocks you killed my jet with uh, with your xenic poltergeist and uh that was awesome i forgot i actually that was... forgot that <laughs> it's not just your artifacts that it makes into creatures it's your opponents as well so that that well my match my, my... 
my match with you, it might have been the the one time the poltergeist did work because I was able to animate my own chaos orb and swing with it, which was kind of fun for a couple turns. Other than that, you know, I think my mistake was expecting everyone else to be spiky. I was expecting lots of shops and suchis and st- well, not yeah. that poltergeist is good against suchi, but I, I packed artifact interaction in the main. Might have been mistaken. Whatever. <laughs> no, Everybody I mean, was pretty creative. There's a lot of creative stuff. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have used Xenic Poltergeist before. Like, there is, um, there's some synergy that you can use them, like with Mana Vaults and stuff, to like make mm-hmm. them untap so you don't have to pay, uh, things like that. But I forgot that you can, like, that you can use it on your opponent's thing. So that got me thinking, which is awesome. I mean, it sucked for me because I was, I lost the game, but. And ultimately the match, but, but still, I mean, it's it, like I wouldn't normally have been exposed to that had you not had these rules not been in in effect, right? So I love that. that it was, was awesome. a day, yeah. It was a day of that. It was a day of looking left and right and being like, "Holy shit, I never thought about that card," or "Oh my god, why didn't I think? Why didn't I realize ball lightning would be so good today?" Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was a lot of light bulb moments about cards we wouldn't normally think about. Yeah, and I think that's. If we're not already there, I think that's where we're going. Like with the the small events, these eight person, sixteen, even like twenty something people tournaments, it's just gonna be like variations on the on the classical like EC Atlantic Swedish formats. Those are good for you'll always have those with the you know, the big tournaments, the lobster con, the the whatever. And that's fine. But I love these little events like it really pushes you, but I'm looking at your deck deck list now. It looks it looks good. I like. I mean, uh, I like this. There's a there's a couple of singletons there. You got some time elemental things. I think I think I heard you force spike a couple things, which uh, which is always a good thing. But um, force spike is a is a pet card of mine. And yeah. uh, D- David Third sent me that stamped time elemental, and I just I love that. I love that specific card so much. I yeah. think it's beautiful, and and it's also just kind of a you know if, if you're in blue black what are you going to do if something resolves? So um, a couple times I got it online. Uh, really, it was not good against all the aggro. You don't want to be blocking with a time elemental. But right. Uh, right. yeah, it was kind of fun. Kind of fun. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't really put, I didn't have that much time. I didn't put too much thought into what I wanted to play. Um, I actually, this is one. This it started up as uh, an Atlantic deck, and then I just said, okay, well, I, let's do, let's fit in more cards from expansions, and I think it just got worse. But, but uh, I sent you a list. I have, I don't even know what kind. Of, it, I guess it's kind of like a, a a sack. I mean, it has, it's green red. It runs. Mm-hmm earthquake kind of diamond valley it has a couple earthquake has diamond valleys has drop honeys it has uh rook eggs um kind of that sack outlet thing and it it has uh, reincarnations which is uh has been a card that i've been exploring in my last uh like few months and just kind of getting it to work and finding a you know different shells to have it have it work so that's kind of where it started and the 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 reincarnations it's just nobody ever i mean i've never seen i've never played against anybody using i rarely see them out there and it always (laughs) takes people by surprise and so uh, i love its interaction with triskelion and i thought that um 
having ways to sacrifice creatures um, and using reincarnation would be a great idea. Um, although I don't think it came to fruition as well as it could have, because I, I probably, I, I no, I definitely say that this the deck that I have is uh, um, not optimized. I actually realized like the night before the tournament, I wasn't playing Soul Ring, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it! But I was already in bed, and I was like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it tomorrow. <laughs> But you know what? It's you're not the only person who said that, right? I think Seth said he forgot to put a time walk in his deck, right? Yeah. Because like, and and that's what happens when you when you start your list with the expansions, and then you see what you have room for, and I think that's good almost, where like the restricted cards are not forgotten, but they're on notice. Um, there's a lot more interaction in your list than I think you're making. It. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. Against me, you had Drop of Honey out, yeah, and then you were sacrificing your ruck eggs and making tokens and that was awesome and then i watched you do something just awful to dom with reincarnation oh yeah that's another that's another do you remember story. that play so, yeah i mean the first the first when i was playing you i mean i thought this was and i don't know if you guys follow my my, my twitter but I, I tweeted out like a tragedy in three pictures and it was a great game <laughs> You were beating me down with bog imps, and I, w- I didn't really have any flyers, but eventually I, and I had birds of paradise, and eventually I had a bunch of rock eggs in my hand. And I'm like, well, I'm dropping this drop of honey, and I'm going to be casting some rock eggs, and that's what happened. And I slowly, rock eggs started turning to rocks, 4-4 four, four flyers. I was in firm control. I had a huge grin on my face. I'm taking pictures from my Twitter so I can, like, brag <laughs> about it. And then you just balanced me, and I... <laughs> Always forget about the balance. That's the one card that you probably should play around. But I got too happy in the moment and ended up losing that awesome game. But yeah, I mean, there's it was an awesome game. There's uh, but like, I think reincarnation is a card that's going to be a part of your like legacy or legend because I've seen you multiple times on on stream. I saw you in the 1.5 ruin somebody with a reincarnation and a trike. Yeah. Um, in terms of getting value, there are so few ways to get that kind of value in old school. Can you just run down what reincarnation? Does? I mean, reincarnation. Well, let's see. All right, let's. So reincarnation is a legends um, new release instant one green green. If target creature is placed in a graveyard this turn, bring a creature from that graveyard directly into play under the control of the owner of target creature. Treat this creature as though it were just summoned. So, what that means is that if a creature, and let me just, before I say this, even if you have no creatures in your graveyard, if the creature dies, you can still target that same creature. So let's say I had a curd ape on my side of the board and you cast a lightning bolt. I can then cast reincarnation on the curd ape. The curd ape dies, reincarnation triggers, and then it sees that the curd ape's in the graveyard and I can bring it back. So with that in mind, you can do you can, you start to open up new lines of play where you can play Triskelion. You can you can uh, even use the Triskelion to kill itself after you've cast reincarnation to bring back the same Triskelion or you can use other creatures that have sacrifice abilities like scavenger folk or creatures that have 
enter the battlefield or exit the battlefield effects. And in my case, in the deck that I had, I had like Ruck Egg, you can reuse Ruck Egg, you can reuse Scavenger Fog, you can re reuse Triskelion. And if you happen to have a big creature, one of the cards that I actually almost played was um, Bazaar Baghdad, which I ended up changing up for Jalamtome. I early on, I'll discard a Siobhan Dragon to put it into play and it's Scavenger Folk. Sometimes, ideally, it will change into a Siobhan Dragon. Did that happen now? But that's the dream, right? So there's a lot of little funky stuff that you can do. You can... Diamond Valley was huge, um, which is another sack outlet. And I don't know. I've just been playing around with it. it, it it's, it's pretty good. And like you said, when I played Dom, who was playing... I mean, we'll get to his deck, but he had very artifact-based deck. And I think I used, like... Re reincarnation like three times on the scavenger folk and that thing i mean man that thing did work like it killed so many artifacts well, and like he was tapped like he had very expensive artifacts right he had thought what um knowledge vault and mirror universe and skull of Orm and nova pentacle cool ass artifacts well dom's gonna be dumb but right then... he likes to be casting big stuff all the time so it's gonna be mm -hmm. I mean, that's just value town if you use a, a, a scavenger folk on one of his huge things. But that was definitely fun. Um, what else? Let's see. So what other decks can we talk about? So I guess we could touch on Dom's decks since we already started on it. He kind of he played a mono green. Or is mm -hmm. it all mono green? Yeah, mono green. I see mono green. Mono green big artifact stuff he's got a lot of stuff going on here he's got like you you mentioned nova pentacle knowledge vault mirror universe he's got a arborea i guess i would call this an arborea millstone deck kind of i think it um, is yeah his um so from the dark he went with one skull of orm and then full sets of felwar stone and four maze of it yeah um and, in uh i mean he he was ready to handle aggro he had deserts he had drop of honey so let's run. Uh, let's, let's run. The, let's run through the deck list. So you mentioned the dark. Yeah, sure. Skull of Worm, yeah. Felwar Stones, uh, Maze of Ith, and then four, four, four maze. yeah. And then you got three millstones, three every tower. Which I think was in kind of full force of this tournament. I saw a lot of that. Uh, two, mm -hmm. one strip, and two. Mistress Factory. Then yep, from Arabian, yeah, Arabian Nights, he had a Library of Alexandria, and then what is this? Two Oasis. Right? Or is that I a desert? Is that a desert? Okay. Desert. Yeah. I can never tell them apart. So d two deserts, an island of whack whack, two drops, desert twister, um, cyclone, and Aladdin's ring. And then from legends, he had three arboreas, three sylvans, one knowledge vault, a nova pentacle, and a mirror universe. And then a smattering of kind of restricted cards, which a couple a couple of time vaults, chaos orb, and a hurricane. So he was he was definitely trying to do big things, um, and I think it looks like he's just he was just kind of like a control kind of millstone. Eventually, win that way deck, which, which, um, you know, spoiler alert, he didn't really do that well, but um, he did manage to win a game, right, in the last round. Okay, so that's that's something. I forgot. Dumb. We forgot to mention before that uh, the rules of the format, your sideboard has to have three each of those expansions as well. Oh, so, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So that only leaves 
what's it, three, six, nine, it leaves three slots open for a non, non-expansion non card. So he had three Sandstorm. And every time I heard him cast one, I would start singing the song by Darude. Yeah. Because I think I'm funny. Yeah, I remember Yes, exactly. He had Crumbles, some Tormod's Crypt, Whirling Dervish, which is a house. I see a Fountain of Youth, and I think I see a Tranquility in there. Yeah. And I like that. I like the the, the the inclusion. That's actually very important um, because it doesn't allow you to just swap. Like after game one, you know, you swap out all the bad cards from the dark or bad cards from antiquities that you put in there and put in good cards. Mm-hmm. Like you still have you'll, – you're still confined to um, the rules because your sideboard is kind of – being uh stressed there too like you don't have much room in your sideboard either you have to have stuff from this from expansion set so yeah it's very important um so that was his deck so it was very control i would call this definitely like a control deck um yeah uh and he's you know i don't know i i I think in the in the the quote-unquote meta i don't know if you could say meta with eight people but it was either people i think doing control or doing like burn there were a couple burn decks uh-huh. right and then there was like in the middle is that your experience yeah 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 there were there were two burn decks like ball lightning decks and we could uh-huh. we could break those down in a second there was one zoo deck uh-huh. ian was on like a zoo deck so three pretty pretty solid aggro decks um couple of and then dom so you had micah you had, and adam all played kind of controlly decks mm-hmm. i was kind of mid-range and you i was kind of mid-rangey kind of i don't know yeah um so yeah. that's like one two three four five six seven who are we missing there's one more um but yeah that was kind of the breakdown um so if you weren't you know dirtling with ivory towers you were burning your face for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want sp- speaking of burn? I have Nils. I have sure. his deck list open. Yeah. Did he go three one or four zero? I know he crushed he, me. He came in third, so he okay. He did well. He did well, but I think he probably went three oh, one. He ran me over. Like I think he beat me in total five turns the whole match. Like, <laughs> yeah. He um, I, I'm never mad if somebody bloodlust a ball lightning and kills me with it i think that's one of the coolest ways to either yeah. win or lose in this format but yeah. um for his list arabian knights we got city of brass library for brass man for antiquities we got four atog strips and factories for legends we got the set of chain lightning a hammerheim like a boss and four bloodlusts hammerheim's like why not play it right like if it gets blood mooned it's a mountain like there's no yeah. Of all the Legends lands, it's like, that's the one. And then from the dark, probably the most potent card from the dark is Ball Lightning. And then, so he's got four Ball Lightnings, three Felwar Stone, a Blood Moon, and a, uh, the Matron Saint, the Sisters of the Flame. Um, and then his non-expansion cards are four Bolt, two Psyblast, uh, Time Walk, Ancestral Recall. Uh, he's got a Demonic Tutor, Wheel, and a Chaos Orb. Um, just just pure gasoline for aggro yeah. i mean he, he didn't even have to get an atog online against me it was just like a couple ball lightnings and burn spells and you know it was game over he's got some spice in the sideboard he's got uh, see this sideboard magnetic 
Magnetic Mountain, which he got online against me when I had two dibs out, which was hilarious. Uh, basically, blue creatures cost an extra four to untap only during your untap phase. Um, so I was taking damage from tap down Serendibs. It was quality cyborg card. He's got a Guardian Beast, and that's interesting with, I guess, sacrificing artifacts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, it still doesn't prevent you. I mean, it's still sacrificed. Like, it's not like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to prevent him from sacrificing the stuff, but I guess if he um, wants to. Yeah, in that case, what does Guardian Beast do for him? Does it protect his brass men? Yeah, like, it just, it just, oh, you mean, like, when he would play it? When he would bring it in? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, what would you want? I guess it protects you from Shatterstorm. Is he afraid of Shatterstorm? Like, Shatterstorm is... Yeah, maybe. Not terrible against him. It's just hitting his mana sources and brass men. Um, like, it's not going to prevent you from... Sac- like, if it's sacrificed, it's still sacrificed. So I'm not sure. Does it protect him... Does it protect him from his own Shatterstorm? Yes. Oh, so that's that's kind of cool because he he has a Shatterstorm in the board. He can bring it in and. Um, or actually, what does Shatterstorm also... say? Hold on a second. That might be a combo, though. Let me pull up the the wording. If it's if it's if it's bar- it's only destroy. Hold on, Shatterstorm. Pretty sure it's destroy. Shatterstorm. Here it is. Okay, so it says destroy all artifacts yeah they can't be so yeah so it would protect his artifacts okay so there's there's something yeah i didn't see that so he would obviously i guess bring those in together um because i don't think he cares too much about like spot removal of his artifacts also i mean it combos with chaos orb obviously but um, sure sure um but yeah he was definitely burning burn baby burn like i I think his he was even more burned than seth like and that's saying a lot, uh-huh. right? Um, because I don't think Seth was running this many bloodlusts. I mean, it, yeah, this is this is like either you have it or you don't kind of deck. Um, sure, sure. Because By he only has uh, one, two, three, four. I'm just counting his creatures. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Cre- oh, we've kept the Mishras. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen creatures. I don't know. I maybe I have bad luck with bloodlust. I just like sometimes I have like bloodlust and no creatures out. But he was definitely swinging for the fences with this one. Yeah, yeah. Seth Seth deck was did Seth go four zero? Yeah, Seth ended up winning. Um, okay. He and, was, had a similar list. He had Anka Mishra in the main. Right. He had uh, Edwin Afrit, and he had some green for Sylvan Library. Yeah, I think uh yeah, I think Yidwin did a, did a ton of work. Um it's just really big. And for 3 red, if you're mo- if you're mono-ish red, I I don't think it gets better than that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. ball lightning maybe, but um yeah, 3 6 is just so big. Uh and it's really tough to get rid of. Uh but yeah, that was that was his deck, and then like we said, Seth was kind of on a similar plan. So their games ended pretty quickly. Um, I mean, when I was playing them, and I played both of them like back to back. I played Seth first, and then Nils second. And I think probably my best card is Diamond Valley against them, just to like delay the inevitable. But 
Sure. It was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So that those are the two burn decks. Who else do we have? Micah brought in an interesting take. There's some stuff going on here, and uh, we'll put all these deck pictures in the show notes. But the he's got yeah, we can do that. Millstone. Let's okay. So let's run. Yeah, we have to tell people. Okay, so this is what he's got. From the dark. By the way, thanks everybody for like your deck picks, organizing them by set because it makes it so much easier. From the dark, Preacher, Wand of Ith, love it. Blood Moon, Inferno, two Felwar Stones, two Dust to Dust, and two Fissures. And then from Antiquity, yeah, Antiquities, he's got three Millstones, a Suchi, two Atogs, two archaeologists workshop and an ivory tower uh, arabian nights he's got three count them three cities in a bottle um two ali from cairo man these altars he has are sick yes um, two ruck eggs um i for it was i for an eye library of alexandria and and then wall of swords wall of swords but that's not from that's from that's from alpha or beta right okay one two mm-hmm. three four five six seven eight nine okay and then uh legends he puts he's at three moats uh pyrotechnics life chisel that's interesting kismet hammerheim uh caracas and uh tabernacle and then the rest of the deck is just a Chaos Orb and some Moxen, Lotus Soul Ring, and a bunch of land. Um, so what do you think of this? This has got some stuff going on. This is, you know, it's got like some prison elements, right? He wants to stall the game out with a moat. He wants to either mill you out. Um, he has, you know, two Atogs. He could, he could start swinging at you because he has a lot of artifacts in play he also kind of transforms in the sideboard he could bring in a set of ball lightning and some suchis um i see mountain yeti i see another ruck egg i see a Sharazad, and i know during this event there was at least one sub game there was a sub game okay yup yup seth said he had a sub game um and um and and then uh sword of the ages earthquake and alabaster potion to run mm -hmm. at the sideboard i mean i think this is almost um I mean, this reminds me of, I think if I played this deck with this deck five games, it'd be five different games. Like, you know, like he's Mm -hmm. got a lot of ways, avenues of attack, I think, ultimately ending in milling people out or, or getting like, he's got the archaeologist chaos orb combo, which he actually got online once versus Mm -hmm. Dom, poor Dom. And, uh, (laughs) He's got the mode, you know, mode control millstone thing. He's got, and he's got like a smattering of like one of utility stuff, like preacher. Wand of it. Let me let me let me just look that up because I want to make sure I'm not missing any combo here. And I, I, I remember using it, but I don't want to miss remembering it. Let me see. What does that do again? Wand of Ith. Uncommon from the dark. Forecasting cost. 
artifact three and tap target player reveals a card at random from their hand if it's a land card that player discards it unless they pay one life if it isn't a land card that player discards it unless they pay life equal to its mana value activate only during your turn so at worst if the opponent has a card they're either discarding it or they're paying one life So it's kind of like a worse disrupting scepter. Yeah, that's fair. That that's fair. It's a pretty interesting card. Um, um so that's interesting. Uh, let's see. You're back to the deck. Yeah. So he has that going on. I'm not understanding. I think the Ali from Kairos are cool, but like with the three, he's got so much hate versus Arabian Nights with the cities in a bottle. I wonder if he yeah. was ever like just sitting on Ali from Cairo. I mean, hand. I know his, I know his matches went long, but he probably knew he was in for that. Like, it, right. It's, it's a pretty controlly deck. Yeah. Um, like he, he has. Had a me- Go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. I was going to say he had a match with the spicy, spicy award deck which was Adam Mercado's deck. Mm-hmm. And they went they definitely went to time. And I, I will need you to explain Adam's deck because mm-hmm. um, I just can't get on that level. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. Um but yeah, okay, so that was that was Micah's deck. So that was that was cool. Um and let's go to I guess we go to just go into Adam's deck. Let's see. I'm gonna pull it up. Let's do it. So Adam's always uh, trying to push the envelope here. He's, he likes the spice. So let's see. So his deck was centered around the combo of living and wait for it. Wait for it. Um, living plane. Mar- is, it, is it called? Uh, oh, I can't. The, the picture is not high res enough to what's the uh, what's this instant martyr? no 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 is it not that one. Cra- no no the other one um is it it's not holy day is it no it's not holy day it's the it's from Le- it's from legends i believe it is it's a white instant let me look it up it's the one that changes all any number of cards any number of creatures into white color and it's called let's see if we could find it. See, Adam's causing all sorts of problems. We gotta look up these cards. It's from the same cycle from Legends as like Dwarven Song, right? Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. white the white one. Do you have it there? I don't I don't even I don't it. I don't have it here. I mean we know the effect. I mean I, I think for, for anyone to understand his deck it's about just understanding ha- what the like effects are. Is it like Heaven's do, right? Gate? Heaven's Gate, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. See if you can find it, Heaven's Gate. But yep, anyway, Heaven's Gate. So okay, so Living Plane. Mm-hmm. Make all your make all, and he showed me this in the beginning of the first round, and I had to do a double take, a triple take. I was like, wait a second, what? Um. So Living Plane, then Heaven's Gate, and then Martyrs Cry. And let's 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 go into this and see. So Living Plane, we all know. Um, yep. So so he's gonna turn everybody's lands into creatures then he's going to turn them all white well no he what he does 
It says, okay, so Heaven's Gate is an uncommon from Legends, and it says one white instant. Mm-hmm. Changes the color of one or more target creatures to white until end of turn. You choose which and how many creatures are affected. Cost to tap, maintain, or use a special ability of target creatures remains entirely unchanged. So what you want to do is you want to change all your opponent's lands into not yours. You want of your, course. Right. So, you, yes. so once your opponent has all white 1-1 one, one land creatures... Then you cast Martyr's Cry, Martyr's Cry, which Martyr's Cry is from the dark. Where is it? Martyr's Cry. Hold on. Oh, I, I have it right here. Um, it uh, exiles all white creatures, and then players must draw one card for each white creature. Right. Um, so, oh, and you can also, actually, if your opponent has white creatures... You can also make them white as well. So let let's say like we have a board stall. You have like mm-hmm. let's say two or three creatures on board that aren't white, or maybe they're white. You have a li- living plane. You martyrs cry. You you make all their creatures and their lands white just in case, and then you martyrs cry to white, so that it kills. It basically exiles all their all their lands and all their creatures. It's a one sided Armageddon Wrath of God. That's exi- and, uh, that's exiling, and then they have to draw for whatever number of cards that is. And is, then he's probably, he has Black Vice out. He has Black Vice in this deck, right? Exactly. So we haven't even gotten there. <laughs> we haven't even gotten <laughs> there yet. But, <laughs> so that's the central combo. Um, so, obviously just that alone is enough to to swing the game. Like, right, he's probably in firm control. So he's got, he runs, is it four of those? Or does he only have three Living Lands? Living Plane. Yeah, it looks like that's a pestilence or something. I think it was. Oh, no, that's three a Pendlehaven. So okay, so he plays three Living Plane, four Heaven's Gate, four Martyrs Cry, um, and then he has two Moat, uh, Pendlehaven. Uh, what is this? I can't really make that. Is that a distant a Sylvan Library? Maybe a Sylvan Library. He's got four Ivory Towers. Three black vice, like you said, once they, you know, you set up that vice damage when they're drawing all these cards. Well, actually, mm-hmm. can this be done as an instant? Hold on. Source. No, you have to do it during your turn. So, yeah. So, they would be, they would have a, a full grip of cards with vice damage. So, that's one avenue of, of winning the game. Then he also runs three howling minds, a Jane Batome, a disenchant, two swords. Um, and a island sanctuary so he can mill people out right so they're going to be drawing they're basically going to be drawing like on average i would guess maybe like nine or ten cards more or less and at that point with the howling mines they're drawing all these cards they have no lands they have to start from square one by the time they get anything rolling they have like three cards in their hand plus he has island sanctuary to win any sort of deck race um Ivory Tower doubles as like you know life gain, um, and then he's got a Singleton um, Sirens Call, which is always great with the Island Sanctuary, which is a one-sided Wrath mm-hmm. of God. Um, and then what else does he rounding out? He's got are these. These are deserts. Yep, he's deserts. Got, yeah, so that's four. nice because. You know, if he has a living plane out, but he hasn't assembled the combo, he can right. hold up 
right. the opponent from just swinging for the fences while it lands. Right. Um, and the Island Sanctuary is pretty cool because it, during one, at least one of his games, I think he had zero cards in library, but he was able to decline his draws mm-hmm. and just not die. Yeah, and that's another thing I learned. I We checked. Uh, it was like a rules question, so I checked. And you can, if you draw more, more than one card during your draw step, as is the case in Howling Mine, or, yeah, then you can decline more than one uh, of those draws. One or more. I mean, it's not going to do anything. It's effectively doing the same. The second one's not going to do anything. But it's doing the same thing. But you can decline all of the cards you drew. So, so that's interesting. So a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff come going on here, and then um, he's got you know the Mishra's, uh, what else? Some power, a soul ring, chaos. Or we mentioned. Oh, he's got two moats, so that that helps out with the siren's call and basically to buy time. And then this last card on the bottom right, which is like a crazy altar, but it's Italian. Um. Oh, that's is that Holy Day? Um, in his, wait, you mean in his in his board? No, it's in the main, right next to the Felwar stone. It says uh, Lupia Lupia Sacra. Uh, um, I think that's non-white. I, I think that's holy. Is that holy light? All non-white creatures get minus one, minus one. Holy, I holy think light. that's what that is. Uh, let me see. Holy light. Maybe. Yeah, all non-white creatures get minus one, minus one. Let me think about that. How does that work? Oh, oh. So I guess that that also he can he can combo with that by making his land all white and then casting this to kill his opponent's land after a living plane is in play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since they'll all be colorless, so that's cool. So he's got some cool stuff going on. Definitely cool combo pieces. And you know, rightfully so, he won the spice spicy award. I don't, I don't think anybody's questioning that. Uh, great job. Uh, I guess we should, you know, the sideboards, whatever. But I think most of the deck was in the main deck. There's some more defensive creatures. So those were fun, and I think he did pretty, he did pretty well, right? I mean, I think he finished in the middle. I don't know how he did, but did he go two and two? I, um, he may have. I don't. I don't remember. Um, no. But uh, he definitely played a lot of magic. I mean, a deck like this, you're going to go into. <laughs> he must have gone to time, like every match. I would bet. I bet he. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But if if you're trying to assemble this kind of combo, I'm sure it's worth it. I mean, a, a player like myself, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. So I give. I give him so much credit for not only putting this together but there's also the idea you know you have to be able to pilot it um so yeah shout out to adam it was awesome yeah so that's kind of rounded out i don't think i have many more decks left i think we talked about i hate to be forgetting anybody but um i don't have a picture but ian had kind of a zoo deck so he was pretty aggro yeah we had kurt apes we had i think he had pikeman which is a cool card from the dark uh bizarre um, ve- was... just really, really cool red, white, uh, green aggro. Okay. A lot of pressure. Yeah. So, what were your? I mean, I kind of already mentioned some of my little highlights. Um, did you have anything else? Like ball lightnings were in kind of very kind of full force. Do you have any other? I think interesting... ball lightning was. Gr- 
I think ball lightning was great, and I think next time when I brew, I'm going to maybe go a little more top-down and maybe just see what my deck would have to look like if I said, I'm going to play White Weenie, but mm -hmm. I need nine cards from these expansions. Or, right. like I was joking about in the Discord, maybe I should have played four Merfolk Assassin and four Warbarge and gone mono blue and just seen what happened. Um, yeah. Something a little different than just trying to kind of piece together good cards from each expansion. Maybe just, you know... I would I would play this again. I would definitely play this format again. And, um, you know, I'm sure we could even tweak it. Maybe take one expansion away and put in Fallen Empires and ban him. You know, it's funny or you say that because on the drive on the drive down, I, I drove a couple of guys back to the city and we were talking a little bit about it. And they were we were kind of toying with the idea of like introducing Fallen Empires and and saying you have to use a minimum of from each. Um, so it's be five expansions and maybe six or eight cards from each one. I, I think six is probably fine to give you a little bit of some flexible mm -hmm. room. Um, uh, the exact number isn't really important, but that, that, but in addition to that, saying that you cannot use any non land cards from the core set. Which means that you can't use, you know, power. You can't use any of the like. You can't use Siobhan. Like then it would be really spicy. Like it'd be really crazy. Um, we should do it. I don't know. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> That's always the the initial reaction. Like let's do it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that may be something. Who knows? Um, other last thing that probably we should mention is that we we restricted Blood Moon, which was uh, uh, Seth's recommendation he, he said that blood moon was rampant and uh i i think he was spot on i i think probably maybe banning blood moon is probably good because you're almost forced to play it if you're playing red um but i don't know that might be too much but um good job on that call because i i definitely won i mean the one game i won against you was i think because of blood moon right i mean i oh yeah i i had my only blue sources were you know, a sapphire and one basic island. Right. And then um, you were able to take care of one of those, and I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. And uh, yeah. But I mean, like that's you know, sometimes you get blood mooned. So I think restricted is okay. Yeah. You could try banning it. Um, I think you would almost have to see what happens next time, right? Would if it's unrestricted, there's a really good argument for just playing ball lightnings and playing as many colors as you can in a mono red shell. You know, yeah. um, but because it's just so powerful and there's lots of legends lands that are good. And, um, you know, it's also very worth it to Blood Moon people's Maze of Ith. Um, and if everybody's trying to run each other over with aggro, I think you kind of need those mazes to to put that in check. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think restricted is fine. Maybe ban it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Fallen Empires, man. Like, what? <laughs> but no hymns. I think maybe ban him. I don't know. Is that oh, crazy? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. Ugh, that's annoying. I was even thinking ban him and ban Pump Knights and see what people will pull from Fallen Empires. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a whole other discussion. I don't even, I don't even know. But and, I mean, and then it, it lets me play River. Lets me play River Merfolk. So my mono blue deck's already built. I'm ready. Your mono blue. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, but you can't play Lord <laughs> of Atlantis. You can't play. No, I can't. You can't. I don't even know if you play Marvel of the Pearl Trident, but you can't play that. You can't play Clone. Do you run Clone? I don't know. I mean, it's definitely. Well, I would have to play Sunk. 
I'd have to play Sunken City, man. Uh, my From the Dark. <laughs> yeah, or Vodalian Knights. There's some more folk there. Yeah. It might be yeah, something. Yeah. Or you can dance. No, you can't even dance in many. There's no, there's no Lord. But either way, it's a really interesting design space. And, like, a lot of the things I'm half joking about, like, I'll go to bed tonight and be like, you know what? Let's put it in the sleeves and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm so. excited about it. I think I, I think the format was cool. I think it was a nice little distraction from like your everyday tournament. Um, and I think you know everybody said they had a great time. And I, I probably could have, like I said, I didn't optimize it. I probably could have put in some different stuff if I had more time. But um, I would be open to another tournament like this. Uh, in the future, and for you guys who are listening at home, if you haven't heard about uh, Swedish 69 and you want to run a tournament that's a little different and off the beaten path, then I think this is uh, this might be something that you might want to check out and uh, uh, give it a run. Um, I, it was great. Not only that, I mean, just to get get together, I think was the the best part about it. Like every like just to be out there all day and like playing and stuff was great. So another excuse to get together and see people that you haven't seen. Uh, in a long time so um i think that's it i think is there anything else you wanted to talk about i think no man i i agree with you in this case it's like the very positive version of the saying it's not the magic it's the gathering right you know right. that 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 used to people used to say that like about like competitive magic in a negative way i think you could flip it on its head for old school and like getting together because like everyone was just having an awesome time yeah and it was it was really just really good people hanging out playing really weird spells all right all right so um i will uh see you next tournament with another probably reincarnation build and uh let's end it with yeah the... shout out go ahead <laughs> yeah shout out to mark and eric for uh for this old deck thank you guys all right let's do it <laughs> Again, thank you, Andy and Vince, for episode seven of the podcast. You're all welcome here anytime. If you're listening to this and want to submit an episode, you can contact Mark or myself on Discord. Mark is at SuperCobra, and I'm Eric Martin on Discord. Uh, if you don't have Discord or don't care about that, uh, you can get to me from Twitter at This Old Deck Podcast, or I think my Twitter account is EricMartin242. Anyhow, just get in contact and we'll figure it out from there. All right, have a good day.